Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2018 Week 9, which included Raw Episode 1292, SmackDown 967, 205 Live Number 66, the seventh week of the Mixed Match Challenge, uh, NXT Number 437, and Main Event Number 283. We're coming right off of Elimination Chamber, starting with Raw. Um, I watch the Hulu version of the show, so there was a ton of stuff that was left out, especially as far as actual wrestling, um, for the first, like, half, it was, like, a good, solid half hour, excluding commercial time, uh, watching the Hulu version of the show before there was any actual wrestling, so that was, uh, one downside to Raw this week. But uh, there's some setup for some stuff that could be interesting going into WrestleMania. At the top of the show, Alexa calls Bailey a sad situation. And then everybody beats up Asuka. And then Bailey and Sasha come out um, to save the day. And then we have a six-woman tag team match between Bailey, Sasha, and Asuka. And I, I think it was... Alexa, Nia Jax, and Mickey James were the other team. I don't know. It was cut out of Hulu. I would have liked to see that match. I saw a couple of clips from it. Not even clips, like GIFs from it um, that looked like it was a lot of fun. Uh, but, oh well. Anyway, uh, John Cena, he failed at uh, winning his opportunity to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And so, he has a plan. He's switching lanes to SmackDown. More on that in a bit. Uh, the Miz is pretty mad that his match tonight might determine what he's doing at WrestleMania. Uh, he fights Seth Rollins, who defeats him. And then he fights Finn Balor right after that, who also defeats him. And that was after the Miz Taraj tried to get involved to prevent another Loss one after another. Neither match were for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, but uh, we'll see how things go from here. Oh, the Good Brothers. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson saved the day. Um, Kurt Angle ejected everybody from ringside and restarted the match. Because initially, uh, the Finn won via disqualification when the Miz Taraj got involved. Uh, let's see. Roman... Talks about Brock no-showing at Raw. And uh, he says that my family and my bloodline is this business. And uh, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good segment. Uh, then we got Elias disqualified in a match against Braun Strowman when he used a fire extinguisher on him. And then we close the show with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H explaining that Kurt Angle had double pneumonia. 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 Pneumonia, pneumonia, double pneumonia. I could I could stop recording and and re-record that part, but uh, Kurt Angle had double pneumonia. Oh my god, double pneumonia. He had double pneumonia. And uh, so he was, it was out of his mind. And then uh, Rhonda comes out. She refuses to be disrespected. Kurt steals Heath Slater's catchphrase, I need this job. And he admits 
or lies about lying. He claims that he lied, and then Rana demands an apology from Stephanie, and Stephanie apologizes profusely, but it's obviously fake. And then Triple H hits Kurt right in the shoulder, and he and he's knocked out. Powerful blow from the game. Moving on, SmackDown. We open the show with John Cena wanting in on the WWE Championship match at Fastlane. The already massive match with five men going after the championship. And John Cena wants a piece of that action. Uh, Shane McMahon and Dana Bryan, they come out and say some stuff. Uh, But ultimately, in the main event of this episode... If John Cena can beat his opponent, he will be added to that match, making it a, a six-pack challenge. And his opponent is none other than AJ Styles, the WWE champion who is having the odds increasingly stacked against him week after week after week. It's getting ridiculous, guys. It's getting ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, in the next match, Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin, we had Kevin Owens at the commentary table providing some extra insights about all of the stuff's goings on. I pluralized everything in that sentence for some reason. I don't know. Um, the ridiculous thing is that Dolph Ziggler sneaks in and super kicks Kevin Owens in the back of his head while he's talking. And it uh, looks pretty painful. Looked really painful. Very, really actually painful and uh he like (laughs) i before i watched the actual episode i saw a gif of this or um or a streamable or so i forget exactly what method of clip sharing i saw this on but the way dolph ziggler runs away it was like he it it wasn't like he had to be sneaky to get away from there because Kevin was laid out on the ground. He wasn't in the match, so it wasn't like there's was going to be a disqualification if the, the referee saw him or something. But uh, it was still pretty ridiculous. Although, I suppose he did do some stuff right after that that he might not have been able... I forget exactly what happened after that. But uh, he might not have been able to do all of that if the ref had seen him do this first thing. But, uh, yeah. So that happened. Uh, we had Ruby Riot versus Naomi. Ruby won via a riot kick and uh, she's ticked one more off of her list heading into Fastlane, where she faces Charlotte for the SmackDown women's championship. Uh, we had a backstage segment with Josh Duhamel. Uh, he's on a new show. He solved crimes or something. And so the fashion files experts Fandango and Tyler Breeze are very excited to meet him, um, but their world is shattered when they they find out that he's not an actual detective. Um, there's also some some good jokes with the New Day, and then uh, we had a great promo afterwards in ring with the New Day and the Usos, and then the Bludgeon Brothers did some stuff too. I I waited way too long to record this episode. I should have record it right as soon as I finish watching main events on Thursday. 
Uh, now, instead, I'm recording this on the next Monday after tonight's episode of Raw has already aired. I have not watched it, but uh, it's a bad strategy. Bad strategy. I'm going to do better next week, uh, especially because I will be going to Fastlane, so I got to get that episode up before I go so uh, that I can get the my thoughts out to y'all um, right as soon as I can after Fastlane happens. Okay, up next, we had Aiden English versus Shinsuke Nakamura, and Nakamura won. And then John Cena defeated AJ Styles. There's a brawl afterwards. There's all kind of table action and stuff like that. And uh, the the game is afoot. It's a six-pack challenge now at Fastlane. Why not add four more guys in there or something? I tweeted... It didn't get a response from anybody, not surprising, but I tweeted at Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon, like, why not add Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable to the WWE Championship match? Make it a hateful eight-way. I don't don't know if they've had an eight-man match like that before, and if they have what they would actually call it. But I would call it a hateful eight-way. Especially because the defending champion would absolutely hate that. So it would be a fitting name. But uh, I, I don't think I have to tell you guys that I am absolutely rooting for AJ Styles to retain the championship. Uh, not only because he is my favorite wrestler on SmackDown or possibly even on in all of WWE. Right up there with Asuka. Those two are my absolute favorites but um but also because then we'll have shinsuke nakamura versus aj styles at wrestlemania that has to happen it has to happen i'm not going to be as excited for shinsuke nakamura versus john cena sure it'll be a solid match but we've all, all these championship matches the last couple of months every championship match i feel like other than the united states championship uh, in 2018, so far, has been a multi-man match at pay-per-views. Anyway, um, you know, we had Brock versus Kane versus Braun at the Royal Rumble. We had a handicap match: AJ Styles versus Kevin and Sammy. We had um, uh, what did we have at uh, Elimin- Elimination Chamber? The Elimination Chamber match. The Inter- Intercontinental Championship wasn't defended um the intercontinental championship also wasn't defended i don't think it was defended at the royal rumble uh and then of course the fast lane we have this this six man or more match for the championship one-on-one wwe championship come on okay uh that's enough about that uh up next we had the mixed match challenge week seven the first match of round two in this tournament, we had Finn Balor and Sasha Banks versus Team Asuka, The Miz, and Asuka. This match was a lot of fun, um, mostly because Asuka was freaking out that The Miz might lose and end her streak. Um, I don't think it would actually count towards that. Um, are they counting these wins? as number of wins if so then yeah 
they could count a loss in this in this tournament as an end to that streak. But if we're not counting these matches in her win total, then I don't think it would count. I think that's the determining factor. If that's included in her stats, because they have had these video packages all about uh, what going into Illumination Chamber. That was an awesome, awesome video uh, talking about all the matches she had um, since making her debut at NXT and all that. So if the if her first round victory alongside the Miz um, counted towards that win total, then these wins would also count. Or the, the following wins would also count, and then a loss. Anyway, the point is, the Miz and Asuka did win in this round uh, when Asuka made Sasha tap out to the Asuka lock. And uh, while she was doing that, the Miz rolled up Finn, but that was uh, un- it was unnecessary to actually pin him because that they weren't the legal people. But uh, it did keep him away from the uh the submission situation submission situation that's probably a band already anyway uh next week we will have uh braun Strowman, alexa bliss versus jimmy uso and naomi i'm pretty sure braun Strowman and alexa bliss are gonna win that round uh so that means in week 10 we'll have miz and oscar versus braun Strowman and alexa bliss this is uh th- this this could go either way. I I want the Miz and Oscar to win, but I also want Braun and Alexa to win, and then we're also probably gonna have Becky and Sammy voted in for uh for the fan vote. I imagine I think they stand the best chance. Uh, maybe Finn and Sasha. Um, but, uh, Rusev and Alana versus Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair. Uh, as big of a fan of Rusev Day that I am, I mean, I have the calendar and everything just so that I will never forget when it is Rusev Day. Um, I think Charlotte and Bobby are going to win that one. And I realize now that I've probably talked about all of this. And the exact same words in every single episode <laughs> that has anything to do with the mixed match challenge so far. So uh, let's let's move on. Miz and Asuka, they made it to the semifinal, and uh, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, all right, two hundred five live. Also, the first set of matches for the second round in a tournament. We had Cedric Alexander versus TJP. Uh, Cedric won via lumbar check and advances to the semifinal. Uh, I enjoyed that Nigel throughout this episode uh, would talk about how uh, the wrestlers would talk to him about their strategy and uh, kind of their mindset going into this, which I feel like they don't really talk in that way on any of the other shows. Like it's always like speculation or just narrating the thoughts, the supposed thoughts of what's going on in the ring. Um, instead of actually saying like, Hey, I talked to them earlier today. This is what he told me. Um, so I can imagine that's going through their head right now. That sort of thing. 
Um, I really, really like Nigel and Vic. I I like them more and more each week. Uh, this was part of it. Um, the, also, their humor is a lot more subtle and dry, I guess. Um, and the the Lucha Things references certainly helps as well. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're not watching main event or two hundred five live, um, definitely check them out for all the cruiserweight action anyway. At least every other week on main event, there is a cruiserweight match. They're not as high intensity as the 205 Live matches, especially in this tournament, because uh, everybody's just putting everything on the line there. But there's still some really good stuff going on. Uh, but my point is that uh, main event also has Vic Joseph and Nigel McGinnis on commentary and uh, they're a lot of fun to listen to on there as well. Uh, they are not quite as good as the golden era of NXT and main events with uh, Corey and Tom. Uh, just the two of them. I feel like that's a, a big part of it also. That's uh, because they don't have a third person to try and fit into the conversation. I wouldn't say necessarily dragging them down or anything like that. Cause that's not necessarily the case for the other shows, but when there are just two people, it's an actual conversation and you, they don't really have to worry about, Oh, I should try to get this third person involved or change the focus, change the conversation to, to include them or, or, or whatnot. Um, I think just having the two people, they're talking to each other the whole time. There's no need to transition to asking somebody else a question or anything like that. Um, so I think that helps a lot. And uh, that might be why uh, Tom and Corey, just the two of them on commentary together, was so, 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 so good. Um, and why Vic Joseph and Nigel McGinnis are getting pretty great. Getting pretty great together. So that brings us to the second match on 205 Live this week. Roderick Strong versus Kalisto. Uh, there is a pretty awesome, like, sort of Hurricane Rana, but not actually. It, it was like, I don't even know how to describe it. But it was a, a counter to an attempted power slam off of the top. Um, that was so awesome. There is an excellent chain to end the match, which uh, culminated with the end of Heartbreak. And uh, Roderick Strong moves on to the semifinal as well. So I think that makes it Cedric Alexander versus Roderick Strong. That will be a little bit nuts. All right, up next, NXT. Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Bate opened up the night. Uh, Velveteen Dream won via the Purple Rainmaker. Uh, then we had Cesar Benoni versus Adam Cole. Uh, right before this, uh, Morrow was talking about how he tries to remain as neutral as possible. And then uh, right at the start of this match, he describes Undisputed Era as uh, traveling in a pack just like rats. Not very neutral with that statement there, Maro. Although it could be argued that rats are pretty cool. 
I think rats are pretty cool. Anyhow, uh, this match was a lot of fun, uh, especially before the the match actually began, because uh, we had an offer from Adam Cole to Cesar Benoni to join the Undisputed Era, because he is the 2017 Future Star of the Year. Congratulations. Uh, but as he's thinking about it, he's holding that shirt, contemplating his future as a potential member of the Undisputed Era, he attacks, and the match is underway, and uh, Adam Cole wins with a super kick and a knee to the back of the neck. Oh, yeah, before that, uh, we had a, a very, very good <laughs> moment from Morrow. I know I just criticized his criticism of the Undisputed Era, but then he more than made up for it with an excellent, excellently timed uh, statement. He says, this is what makes, and then Adam Cole throws his arms up, Adam Cole, baby, from the audience, such a force. Ah, oh, that's the, the best moments on commentary absolutely of the week perhaps of the year so far. Awesome. Uh, then we had a brief interview segment out on the streets. Street Profits interviewed some of their fans, and they, those fans were actually just themselves. They <laughs> interviewed each other, and it, 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 was, it was pretty funny. I, I enjoyed that. Of course, their picks for the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic, which starts, I think, next week, um, uh, the, their picks were the, the street profits be weird if they picked anybody else. So who let's talk about that because it is happening next week. Um, we have the street profits versus heavy machinery in round one. Oh, what? Ah, spoilers. Dang it. I'm on the Wikipedia page. And so I'm not going to talk about predictions cause I'm seeing it right here in front of me. Uh, there is no final, so at least I'm not spoiled on that. But uh, Street Profits versus Heavy Machinery. We have Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss versus Sanity. We have TM61 versus the Authors of Pain. And we have uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus Mustache Mountain. I still want, I will never stop wanting Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch as a team to be called there will be blood because any match either of them are involved in that's uh that's the most true statement that could be made anyway up next we had Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane Shayna won via submission not a fan of that uh she cuts a quick promo she says that when she fights Ember Moon next She's either leaving with a title or a limb. Maybe both. Maybe both. And then Almas comes out, says uh, he made Johnny Wrestling Johnny Jobless, and they call me the NXT champion. Then Alistair Black comes out, um, and then uh, Killian Dane comes out too. They fight, and uh, Zelina and Almas just get the heck out of there laughing all the way let these guys these fools fight each other 
then they're easy pickings for whoever Almas faces at NXT TakeOver uh, New Orleans. <laughs> I forgot I forgot where it was for a second. Um, okay, and finally, we have main event number 283. Uh, we had a cruiserweight match, as I mentioned before, at least every other week. Get some cruiserweight action on here. Akira Tozawa versus Arya Daivari. Akira won via Senton off the top. And then uh, Kurt Hawkins make a, makes a glorious return to main event. Uh, we had an absence of Hawkins last week, but uh, he's back to face Goldust. And the streak continues. Goldust wins, and uh, that's that's all there is to it, really. There was some fun stuff that happened in this match, uh, kind of the standard stuff that both of these guys have been doing lately. Um, so... It was fun. Check it out. Uh, that's it for this week. I am excited to see what happens next week. We have Fast Lane. Um, in next week's episode, I will talk about all my predictions since I don't even know how many people will be in all of these matches. They they'll just add everybody to all the rest of these. I mean, are we gonna have a straight up one on one match between Bobby Roode and Randy Orton, or are they gonna add Jinder Mahal in there? Or as the guy, <laughs> I don't think I talked about this. Um, in addition to yelling, Bobby! Hey, Bobby! The guy at the uh, Pepsi Center live event, um, he, he was calling Jinder Mahal Jindy. And is so ridiculous. Like, I would have never thought to call him that. But it was it was pretty funny. And um, anyway, uh, are they going to add him to a match, to the United States Championship match? Why don't, why not make that a six pack challenge as well? Add everybody into that match. You have uh, Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, Jinder Mahal. Add in Rusev there and uh, Aiden English, yeah, make make it all six of those guys, and uh, heck, why not? Give the Ascension a shot, make that a hateful eight way, and then we have ourselves a stew going at Fastlane. Oh wait, that's it. <laughs> that's it for this week. Uh, let me know what you thought about all this week's shows by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back with Week 10 and Fastlane. Bye. <laughs>